As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it. Hit play. Hear it. Get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana sports writer and sportscasters, Hall of Famer, Chuck Freebie, and the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. Live from a noisy car on a road towards home. A podcast that has an entire yard that's mostly plant-based. It's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop. It is a Sift Swift because it's awards weekend. And you know, if you're a fan of the show, then in general, my plus one is my guest for this Sif Swift. And we talk about the award show uh, and the different things that happened. This year, my wife was able to go with me again. So my wife, Jennifer, is hanging out. And I have received numerous requests, Jen. Yes. For your opinions on movies this year and things. So what we're going to do is we'll talk a little bit about the awards first, and then I'm going to ask you some specific questions about 2019 according to Jennifer. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm so glad that once again I get to be your plus one after seven years of waiting <laughs> You make it sound like you've been begging every year. <laughs> Please don't take someone else. Please take me. Haven't I, though? No. No. No, this was a mutual agreement, and if publicly you're going to change your story now. <laughs> Only when the mics are on. Right, exactly. Uh, I will also apologize for any poor audio quality. We are in a very small, noisy car on the way home uh, from the awards, uh, and if you're wondering why we're driving from Los Angeles, <laughs> we're not. But uh, we are driving home from Kansas City, where we fly out of, because it's so much less expensive and nonstop. Yes. Which is when you're, you know, six foot six 
one non-stop flight is much better than having to squeeze yourself into two different airplanes. And if you leave from Springfield, you go to Atlanta, Georgia, and then Los Angeles. Yeah, you go backwards first. It, right. make, it makes all the sense in the world. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about the awards first. Um, I will tell my story first okay. because I because I actually don't have a lot of stories from the awards show, which if you saw the Critics' Choice Awards, uh, it's on CW still. Um, I, I actually still haven't seen the show right. because of how my evening went. So I was tasked by the, uh, the CCA, the Critics' Choice Association, to work the red carpet. And basically that means I stand in the red carpet line for uh, Critics' Choice social media, and I take video and pictures and talk to the celebrities as they come in. And so we got to the awards, and pretty much I was gone there for the first, what, two hours? Hour and a half? Something like that. I don't, I wasn't watching my watch because it was just so much fun to be there. And so I wasn't waiting around for you. Sorry if I was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was uh, in the red carpet line and taking pictures and doing that kind of thing. And then I was going to go enjoy the show. I do have a question. Sure. Was it the red carpet? I'm sorry, blue carpet. Yes. The blue carpet. I was looking for the red carpet and I never found it. Yes, we call it the blue carpet for uh, one very specific reason. It's blue. I know. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so, I'm sorry, I was working the blue carpet. There you go. Uh, and had a good time doing that. Met, I mean, so many people that I respect their work and, and just what I've seen from them. Uh, took pictures and video with all of them. Uh, it was interesting because when you work the carpet, we'll just say carpet, <laughs> when you work the carpet, the publicist will come up to you first. Okay. And they will say, hey, I've got such and such, they're nominated for such and such, uh, you know, do you have time for them, that kind of thing. Oh, that's interesting. So, basically, it eliminates a little bit of the awkwardness if somebody comes by and you're like, I'm not sure what you were in. Right. Uh, and as we all know from my story with saving... Uh, Saving Mr. Mr. Banks. Banks from the first year. Yes, I uh, that can that. be awkward. Uh, so, so yeah, so it, it kind of eliminates a little bit of that. And then they'll come by and you talk to them and you try not to say the exact same things that everybody else is saying and, and have a good time. Um, so I took those pictures, had those conversations. Let me see if I can think of some of the people I talked to. Uh, Caitlin Deaver. Right. Um, okay. Which is great. I love her. She's amazing. And she was in... Unbelievable this year? Yes, right. okay. as well as Booksmart. Yes. And the Tim Allen Show. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's what it's called now, the Tim and, Allen Show. Yes, the Tim, whatever it is. Uh, Last Man Standing? Yes, I think yes. it's Last Man Standing. Anyways, uh, and she is also uh, Short Term 12. If you've never seen Short Term 12, um, I talked to her a little bit about that as well. Uh, Jean Smart. Uh, who won the award for her work in Watchmen this year on HBO. And we talked a little bit about uh, her work in genre material and how much she's enjoyed that because she was in Fargo as well as um, oh, Legion. Uh, okay. So we chatted with that uh, about that a little bit. Um, so I'm trying to remember some of the others. Uh, oh, Andrew Scott. Uh, Moriarty from Sherlock, uh -huh. uh, who was there for Fleabag, which did really, really well this year. Um, and so I got to talk to Andrew Scott a little bit. 
and uh, and also he's in my favorite uh, new season episode of Black Mirror. Um, so I mentioned that to him. Um, the I forget her name, and I'm sorry, but the the daughter from us uh, was there as well. Chatted with her. I also chatted with um, the kid from Marriage Story. That was a fun conversation. He said that he liked to bug Adam Driver about <laughs> Kylo Ren. Oh, fun. Uh, and uh, see if you get any Star Wars scoops. So my wife has pointed out uh, a, a flock of deer. A flock, yes. yes. A flock of deer is we're driving. I think heard, but it was much more like a flock. <laughs> well, I only saw them. I didn't hear anything, so. Oh, I see. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> now you know how my wife responds to my amazing sense of humor. Uh, so, so let's see. I don't think I'm going to remember everybody. If you want to check out some of the pictures I posted. Because uh, you took a few. I took a few. They are on Twitter. Uh, and you can see them there. But it was also interesting watching the people who don't stop for the press on the carpet. And it's understandable. Like, it's just not something they need necessarily like other people do. Um, so, you know, Adam Sandler walked by, um, but it was interesting watching them interact with other celebrities. It was really fun seeing the cast of Schitt's Creek talk to Adam Sandler, uh, cause they were such fans, um, and get pictures and Nicole Kidman was hanging out with them as well. So that kind of stuff is kind of some of the fun stuff you see on the carpet. And it was my first year to work the carpet. So that was a lot of fun. Didn't you, you were on the carpet the first year you were there, weren't no, you? No, I've never been on the carpet before. Really? Yeah, I and it was nice because we were there as the official social media for Critics' Choice. So we were right after, we were right amongst the most, you know, important stops on the okay. carpet. So it was like Entertainment Tonight, the Associated Press, and then us. You know, like boom, 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 just down the line. So... Um, so that was really cool. So anyway, so then I came in to watch the awards. And we had maybe the worst seats I've ever had, <laughs> which is fine. I get yes. it. Like, I don't expect to be, you know, up close every year. Somebody's got to have the worst seats. It was me because we were way back there the first year you went when I That's was true. with you. So That's true. That's true. I'm your unlucky charm for the Critics' Choice Awards, I'm pretty sure. So... So we were way in the back, although it didn't keep us from being on television. No. Um, there was a moment where uh, Tay Diggs was doing, I thought, a really funny bit uh, yes. where he quizzed people and then got to finally um, Keegan-Michael Key, I think, from yes. uh, Key and Peele. And in that whole time, my head was just there in the background. And because yes. we were all the way back... Against, against the black against wall. the black curtain, <laughs> you can see my head. And, and so, if you're watching back, you can see my hand pop up. Because well, and, I thought, is that Aaron's face? And I popped, I popped my hand up as well and waved four times, like slow, you know, did four waves. Uh, so maybe if I ever get to see the the broadcast, we'll we'll search that out. I also heard maybe uh, somebody saw me walking back. Uh, during the Eddie Murphy speech in the okay. background, and I was trying to remember where I was walking during that speech, and if that was when I was leaving to go backstage, because here's what happened. Uh, because I took pictures, and the pictures look great because I have a, a new Pixel 4, and it takes amazing pictures, they asked if I would come back and take pictures of the winners and stuff after they came off 
stage. Well, hey, I need to add in here. Your camera takes great pictures, but you take great pictures. Oh, you're sweet. Yes. You're sweet. Um, yes, I should be a professional photographer and people should pay me all the dollars. Yes. Um, so anyhow, uh, what was funny about that is uh, the, the guy for Critics' Choice who's in charge of social media texted me and said, your pictures are amazing. Are you here alone? And I said, no, I'm with my wife. And he said, oh, man, I was hoping you could come back and help us out. And then Jen said, uh, tell him that we've been married 25 years. It's okay if you're away from me <laughs> for a little bit. Because I wanted you. I was not trying to get rid of you. I was not trying to get rid of you. But I knew that was going to be an experience that I could not create for you. And that that would be great for you to be able to go backstage and take pictures. So just so you all know, 25 wonderful married years, almost, in August. But I was not trying to empty a seat next to me. The, the almost was for the 25 years, not wonderful. Right, right. Just, right. just so we yes. clear what that almost was about. Uh, so, so, yeah, so she was like, no, go have that experience, go have fun. So I emailed him back, and then when I got back there, he was like, you know, after I started thinking about it, he said, I thought maybe you were worried that I was hitting on you, when I was like, hey, are you here alone? <laughs> I was like, you yeah, take like, great pictures. <laughs> and are you here alone? So uh, so anyways. What are you doing after the awards? Uh, I went back to <laughs> the backstage and, uh, and did that from pretty much, well, the first pictures I took were of the Irishman cast. After they won for uh, Best Ensemble, I think. Best yes. Acting Ensemble is what they had won for. And I want to watch the recorded broadcast because that was hilarious. I think that it, they played off into commercial. And then there was, and I'm so bad. I don't remember who the third guy was that spoke. Harvey Keitel? I, I don't know if that was recorded or if it was aired. And I want to know if it was. Oh, okay. Because he started speaking. Like, okay, now I want to say something. And they started playing the music. They announced they were going to break. And then they cut the music. He stepped to the side of the microphone, starts talking about what he wanted to say. And he said something to the effect that there, in, in movies there are no small parts. There are just small actors. And I think Joe Pacino said short actors. Be um, Al Pacino. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Joe. Okay. But Joe Pesci is yeah, also in the movie. So. There you know. They're all one no, of No, that's really good. You, you hit two of the people <laughs> in The Irishman in one name. That's I don't how, know, you know which person said it then. <laughs> Joe Joe Pesci De Niro. That's, you know, sure, you got yeah. all three. Yeah. But he said something about short people. He said, I asked Joe if he would switch parts with me, and he said no. So I don't know how much water that holds. Something to that, something to that effect. Um, but he, like, stepped to the side of the microphone, started to just think he was going to yell out over this entire room and then they turned the mic back on so I don't know if that aired or if that was just during the commercial break and just for the critics and um, stars that were there we'll check it out I want to see uh, so that was my first one backstage and it was kind of cool <clears throat> they come off stage and then they're kind of uh, you know corralled into this area where there's a hedge set up with, you know, the background that has the sponsors on it and that kind of thing. And then I just took pictures with my phone. It was like me and a professional photographer back there. Oh, really? Yeah. It was just two of you. Awesome. It was, well, I mean, there were other well, people I mean, milling but around, but, with pictures. but for the most part, um, yeah. And so it was, it was kind of an interesting experience to be that close and kind of 
feel like a little bit of paparazzi. I kind of felt a, a paparazzi-ish because it was like, hey, look over here and you know, take pictures. So a lot of the pictures that were posted through the main Critics' Choice social media uh, were my pictures, including a, a great shot I got of uh, Kristen Bell on the blue carpet. Um, you know, there was a, a shot of her in Ted Danson that they used that was mine. A shot I caught of Quentin Tarantino and Greta Gerwig uh, chatting together it happened right near me. Uh, another one of my favorite pictures I was able to take was when Seth Meyers and the James Corden uh, crew tied for Best Talk Show. Uh, they were so happy for each other when they got Aww. backstage. And kind of the cool thing about backstage, too, is you know they're... At least, I mean, if they are performing for the people who are standing around, they're not performing for, like, a television audience or the large audience. Right. And so it feels real. It feels authentic. So when they're celebrating for each other and hugging each other, I was like, oh, that's cool. There's a real camaraderie between, the like, the writing staffs on these talk shows. Um, so that was cool. I also got a chance to ask Seth uh, if we did indeed see him running. <laughs> on Santa Monica Beach that morning because we went out for a walk on the beach and I was like, Seth Meyers just ran by us. And you you know, because you were there, yes, I, I was, was 100% sure. I was like... You actually said that. That was Seth Meyers. 100%. Yeah. Seth Meyers. Because it's really fascinating. You think of... I mean, I guess there are moments where it's like, I wonder if that is such and such, but when it actually is, it just seems so obvious. Like, oh no, that's that's that human being. Right. Um, and so, yes, he he confirmed that that was him. Uh, I did get a chance to ask to ask him that. So, and I got a t chance to take a few selfies with a couple of them too as we were chatting because we, you know, after they did that part, right? They then could just mill around or whatever and maybe go back to the press room. And uh, so I got a chance to talk to Steven Tob uh, Tobolowski again because I talked to him on the blue carpet as well as backstage, um, who, if that name doesn't ring a bell, uh, you know, Groundhog Day Ned Ryerson, um, as well as, you know, several. He's in Sneakers, by the way. I totally forgotten he was oh, in Sneakers. Yes. And we re just watched that. We rewatched that. He is the voice print guy where she has to get him to say Passport. Yes, passport. <laughs> I love the word passport. Can you just say passport? Uh, so, so yeah, I got a chance to, to talk to Stephen Toblowski for a while. Um, and and then at the end, uh, after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won Best Picture, I uh, got a chance to chat with Quentin Tarantino for a, a little bit and take a selfie with him. And he was really kind. And, again, no bad experiences this year. All the celebrities I talked to were awesome. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, so all that to say, my experience of the awards was so different this year that I didn't watch the show. I actually had to look up who won a lot of the awards today because I really didn't know. And so um, I want to hear, because again, we weren't together... Like, what was your experience? I'm not asking you to recount who won the say, awards. No, 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 you're good. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about the awards themselves and what I can remember of them here in a second, as far as like who won what. But no, I want like your experience of the evening because we were kind of apart for most of the evening. We were. So, like, after I went to the red carpet, what happened? You know, what happened during the awards that you liked? What were some of your favorite moments? All that kind of stuff. Okay, um, so you had just left and they did the Irishman. Um, best ensemble and so that was that was really fun and I thought oh man I wish I, there was like there were several moments that I thought I wish you could have seen this um, 
and of course I can't remember them all right now, I do want to say there are several movies that I did not get to watch yet that I want to watch after seeing the awards and after hearing the acceptance speeches. Oh, that's cool. And, like, what, Do you remember what some of them are? Um, well, <laughs> to be able to tell you the names of the movies, I'm not sure. Um, I do, I think, want to watch... Um, it's the one about the five boys oh, that were wrongly yeah, when convicted. Oh, yeah, when they see us. When you see us. Or whatever it is. I do think that I want to watch that. Now, you may say, yeah, you don't really want to watch it because of content or possibly. I don't know. Um, but I think that I want to watch that one. Um, I haven't had a chance or three and a half hours to watch The Irishman. But I <laughs> do have you a, want to? I don't know. You're my movie friend. <laughs> you tell me. I don't think I don't know. You you generally struggle with violence. I do. So there's there's definitely some of that. But then I also really like John Wick one. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I haven't been able to get into two or three, so perhaps not. Um, what else? What else? I will say I would not have recognized Joaquin Phoenix if he sat across from me last. Oh yeah. Night. No, I just, and that's one of the things that I think, looking at your pictures, um, it doesn't appear on TV how much makeup even the men are wearing because they're on TV and under the harsh lights. Yeah. But looking at your pictures, I'm like, wow, that's, like, they're really done up like everyone else because you have to be or you look like you're death warmed over, I think. Um, in the bright lights. In the bright lights, Yeah. yeah. Like hey, me, I look like no, death warmed over in all my not. pictures. <laughs> but they were doing they were doing makeup back, or for everyone last night. Yeah, was it Pixie? Yeah, yeah. They had a makeup Pixie. sponsor that actually had uh, yeah. stations set up, and anybody could go get their touch ups or their makeup done or or whatever. So that was kind of cool. So what else was there? Yeah, that... general experiences doesn't have to be about you know uh, speeches or awards. Although if there's some of those you remember, that's fine. Could be about the environment because a lot of times what people are are interested in they they saw the the show or could right. have seen the show. They know who won those kind of things. But like the experience of being there, you know, well, what was I that did, like? Well, just being there was just so much fun and watching. Just I like to people watch, um, but towards the end of the show. I started to notice, like I saw, and, and we had been there earlier in the day, and so I kind of knew where some people that I wouldn't mind saying hi to or um, are meeting, although I'm not one that usually gets starstruck, um, but towards the end of the show, I did notice that the family This Is Us was not very far from us, and I thought, well, I might would go up and say hi to one of them or thank you for your work on the show, and I was kind of mulling through who would I want to talk to because they all were there um, and towards the end I got up to go to the bathroom and as I was coming back in they were announcing were they up for drama series I believe I so was. yes um, and they mentioned this is us and then they didn't win um, and so it, almost as soon as the announcement of who won Milo stood up and walked out the door that I was standing at um, or I was maybe 10 feet from it. And I thought, okay, he's not the one that I would talk to. I had thought I would, I figured um, Mandy's probably the one that I would want to say thank you for your work. 
Um, and so then she got up and I thought, this is my chance. And she walked out the door that I was standing at. So I was able to stop her and say, I just want to thank you so much for your work on the show. And my husband and I, that's one of the shows that we wait and watch together. And so I just want to thank you so much for your work. And we just really love it. And then I went on to say that, you know, two years ago or close to two years ago, I almost lost you to a cardiac arrest. And thankfully I was there. I was able to do CPR and save your life and call 911. Um, and she said, Oh my, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, things are fine. Like he lived and everything, but some of the episodes of the show were harder to watch than others because of that. But that, that, that almost has endeared the show to me even more. And so I just said, you know, I just love your work and thank you so much for everything that you've done. She's, Oh, she said, what is your name? And I said, my name is Jennifer. And she says, Oh, Jennifer, thank you so much for stopping me. And I said, well, you're welcome. Thank you. And so it was, it was just a sweet moment of meeting someone and talking with them. And I don't think that I have done that before. So it was just kind of fun to have that opportunity to connect with somebody that I admire. You're so. also in the uh, Ryan Johnson picture, which I, I did am. I did get a chance to uh, say hello to Ryan. And actually, it was the very first thing I did. I walked over to where his table was. He just happened to be getting up to go do something. And I said something along the lines of, um, hey, I wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't let you know how much I appreciate your work. Thank you for Knives Out. Thank you for The Last Jedi. Um, and, you know, I appreciate you. And he was very, very cool. So it was very nice to meet Ryan as well yes. and get that picture. Um, I guess I did get to tell him that I loved his movie as well. And that I giggled through nearly the entire movie because yes. I loved it so yes. much. Yeah, I told him Knives Out was my, my number one of the year. Um, and, uh, and he appreciated that. So I also may or may not have uh, s stolen his name card. <laughs> and if you not in the moment, by the way, no. after the whole show was over. <laughs> not like not like I snuck him from his table. Like he like it was something he wanted to keep. Nothing like that. No. Um, so I have wondered about like going to the tables and you know taking napkins or name cards or whatever and saving the DNA. You like know, on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yeah. taking the lipsticks that lipstick yeah. stained napkin that she just blotted. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, any other moments from the show, being there, anything like that? Um, you know, the Baja Fresh vegan meal that was served to some of the audience. <laughs> but we didn't get any of. <laughs> but we didn't get any of. I did like the salsa. The, the salsa. The salsa. And the breadsticks on the table were crunchy and good. Yeah, the breadsticks were good. Yeah. Water was definitely water. Yes. It tasted like water, and it was was good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the awards. Oh, you had one I other thing. I do think it was interesting. They they served is it Fiji water? Yes. But they had the little single waters, like they had the big ones that they had on the table, and then they had the single waters with the plastic straws in them that are reusable. But I thought it was interesting that in L.A. or in L.A. County or whatever, that they had straws that were not paper, but they were disposable. Yeah. I don't know about I that. I think they can get away with it because, like, the entire bottle is plastic anyway. So it's really just, you know, part of the bottle. But it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so they can get away with it because... Because movies? I mean, why because, Why would is you... Is it because movies? Is that what it is? <laughs> because reasons? There. 
Uh, no, I think it has, like, it would be weird to have a paper straw in a plastic bottle. It'd be like, I don't know, there'd be, wouldn't you think people would be like, oh, nice job saving some of the environment? I don't know. But That's when weird. I go, when we went through Chick-fil-A and got a shake, it wasn't in a paper cup. It was in a plastic cup with a paper straw. Yeah. I don't know. Don't ask me. We're all just trying to do our part. Yes. Except for the Fiji water people. <laughs> that's, that's right. They are not doing their part. <laughs> wow, calling them out. Throwing shade. I don't know. Uh, so, the awards themselves, uh, I really the movie ones are the ones I'm going to be most tied into. Although I do like a lot of the show. You know, Fleabag was great. It was good to see them win some stuff. Um, I like a lot of the other nominees as well. Uh, I think Alex Borstein won for Marvel's Mrs. Mrs. Maisel, which you just mentioned. Yes. Which is another show we watch together and enjoy. Um, Did so, you get to see her speech? No. You were not out there I was that. not out there for her speech. I heard it was good. It was, yes. I think she th- thanked... I think I was walking out during her, her speech. her parents. Yeah. And said that her parents her were... Her biggest critics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, I didn't quite get to see that. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, one best picture... Uh, it is becoming a very interesting race for Best Picture for the Oscars. And that that acceptance speech was adorable because... Julia Butters did it? Yes. Yeah. At least to begin with. Yeah. Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I did not, yet. That's another one with a lot of violence that I don't know that you would enjoy. Um, but we will be screening the entire uh, Best Picture nomination for you, uh, Jen, so... You, you will just, be? Yes, yeah. So you can choose which which movies you want to uh, to take part in seeing. In which three days of my life I want to lose. <laughs> That's right. That's just for the Irishman. And then you have oh, to lose yes. three more for everything else. Uh, so, but other than that, you know, stuff kind of went where I thought it was going to go. It's kind of one of those years where I'm not super disappointed by any of the choices uh, because there's a lot of good stuff. Um, that is out there. So I guess the only thing is I would have liked to have seen Knives Out win for Best Comedy. Um, But I get it, the Dolomite thing. Totally get it. Uh, The other thing I would say, once again, I'm super proud of the CCA for nominating and voting for actual genre material in the genre awards. Uh, The Best Action Movie of the Year went to Avengers Endgame. That's a great choice might have picked John Wick, might have picked one of the other ones that were nominated, but we nominated actual action movies, and uh, and it won. And, and I think, actually, there were a couple kind of prestige movies that were in that category. Um, Ford v. Ferrari, I think, was yes. nominated for Best Action Movie, and there was another one as well. Oh, 1917, yes. like one of the biggest, right? But an in-game beat them both, and I love that because it means we're actually thinking about what are we trying to honor here? If we're just honoring Best Picture, we have a category for right. that. But this is a genre category for a reason, and I'm proud of the way that we do that. And you know, and in the same uh, regards, uh, I don't remember who won Best Comedy, but I know it was actually. Oh no, no, we just said Dolomite. Yes. That's actually a comedy, right? And Best Sci-Fi Horror went to Jordan Peele's Us. Now. I don't like us as much as most people do. I think I think it's great. I think it's fine. I see the brilliance in it, but it has issues for me that I've talked about many times before. 
but it is genre material, and that that's the kind of movie that should be rewarded there. So I was really glad to to see us continue that trend um, of doing that. Also, the fact with the Oscar that is what Lapita did this year. Us, yes, yes. and she was nominated I for. I couldn't it. remember. She was nominated for a Critics' Choice Award for it, but not for an Oscar. Anyways, Oscar nominations came out this morning. That's a whole different topic that I'll probably save to chat with Andrew uh, next week. Because he knows more about it. <laughs> is that what it is? No, I mean yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. The, I mean, there's just that's the other. It comes to mind because the other thing I'm proud of is the diversity amongst our nominations, and the Oscars is still having trouble with that. Uh, in fairness, we do nominate more people for the acting awards than the Oscars do. I think that's a fair point. Um, but at the same time, the the fact that, you know, uh, Greta Gerwig did not get nominated for an Oscar, no female again nominated for an Oscar, uh, is, you know, I don't know, it's mind-blowing to me. Uh, she did such an incredible job with that movie. I thought Marianne Heller did such an incredible job with Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay. Or Lulu Wang with The Farewell. Like, there, there are these women directors doing amazing stuff that is just as deserving, even in a stacked year like this, just as deserving uh, as other stuff, especially over Todd Phillips and The Joker, which that is a whole different conversation that Andrew is not here to uh, contradict me on. <laughs> uh, all right, so that kind of is the awards. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about? We got a chance to uh, meet Leonard Malton yes. and uh, his daughter, Jessie. Yes. Uh, who Heart. Yeah, she's awesome, and I. It was my first chance to meet her. Even as much as she, really, yes, even as much as she has been uh, involved with the CinemaSins guys, right? Um, it, I just, I mean, I don't live in Nashville, so I haven't been a part of any of that. Uh, and so I did get a chance to meet her. She introduced me to her dad. He's a big hero of mine. Uh, that was another uh, fun moment for me. And then several other uh, colleagues that I had never had a chance to meet uh, that I got a chance to meet. Uh, AJ Han, uh, Angie Han from uh, Mashable, mm-hmm. uh, who I follow on Twitter. Got a chance to hang out with her. Connected through Christy Punchko. And you I, nearly caused her death. I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> you sound so excited about that. I did. I almost killed someone. Someone I <laughs> respect and admire. Um, so... So yeah, it was it was just I think I surprised her. I asked her a question just as she was taking a bite of ice cream, and uh, she choked on the ice cream and dropped her spoon. But uh, my amazing wife saved the day by remembering that I had two spoons because I took two ice creams, and uh, so one spoon I hadn't used, so I gave that to Angie. They were small servings. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, I probably would have taken two. Stand no it matter. Up for you. Yeah, no matter how big the servings were, I probably would have <laughs> taken two. Because I wanted to try the lemon. I yes. like lemon. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on to your thoughts about movies in 2019. So, just so you know, Jen goes to a lot of movies with me, but not all of the movies nope. with me. So, how do you decide which ones you want to go to and, and which ones you don't? Well, considering the fact that you know so much about the movie before you go to it... Not. <laughs> oh, are you lamenting my zero I frames no, policy? I'm not lamenting your zero frames, but you'll say, I'm going to such and such a movie Thursday night. Do you want to go with me? And I say, what is it about? And you said, I don't know. And then I have no clue, except that I have to do 
my own research. Uh, it still blows people's mind that I genuinely don't know what movies are about before I go to them. But I really try very hard to not know anything. The, the less I can know about a movie, the better off I am. I can't remember. A, a couple months ago, you mentioned a movie. And I thought it sounded like possibly a sequel of something that I liked. And I asked you... Do you think I'll like that movie? And you said, no, I'm pretty sure it's straight up horror. I said, I'm out. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, though. I don't either. I don't either. But, so then how do I know? I mean, if it's something that I've heard about, or I will watch some of the previews when I'm sitting next to you and you've got your earbuds in and you're locked into Twitter or whatever you're doing during previews. Um, so there are some times I'll know, okay, that is one that I want to watch, or no, that's definitely not one I want to go see. So I think kind of from previews, that's how I decide what I'm going to go see. Um, sometimes I've heard from other people, or if, if it's a sequel and I know that I enjoyed the first one, um, or if I'm at Sin Week for Cinema Sins and they're watching a horror movie, <laughs> thank you, Jeremy, um, I'll go see us. But I did really enjoy it. Yeah. So sometimes I don't know what I'm getting into. Other times I have an inkling. How many movies would you say you saw in 2019? Just like a guess. Okay, there's 52 weeks. I think I probably saw 25 to 30. Do you think that's I too think many? That, no, I think that's about right. I think you, yeah, I think somewhere between 20 and 30 is probably about right. Maybe even more because you do see more when I see more during the end of the year. Yes. There will be more that we watch together. So probably closer to that 30 range. Um, which, you know, I know you don't see yourself as a huge movie person, but that would probably put you in the top 80th percentile, at least, of, you know, people who go see movies. And even though I'm not a critic, I typically can enjoy myself in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Some would say maybe because you're not a critic. Probably. <laughs> you can enjoy yourself during almost any movie. Um, so do you even think of those movies in terms of like favorites and lists and, you know, movies uh, I so like the best? I think it's more on our way home from a movie, I'll go, that one was really good or that was not very good <laughs> or I will not get those two hours back. Um, this it, year I really liked Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. And I really loved Knives Out. I mean, like I said, I, I giggled through most of that movie because I just it was it was just so much fun. Um, Our tastes are pretty similar. I mean, we do differ on some, but it's interesting because I generally, when we have seen a movie together, I wait to hear your opinion. Oh, do you? Before I give any of mine. That is so interesting because I feel like I'm asking you as soon as we get in the van, what did you think? Right. And and you aren't wanting to tell me. No. Okay, so now I know. I'm finding out right here on the podcast with you all <laughs> that he doesn't talk about the movie until after he hears what I have to well, say. Well, because I don't want to. I don't want to. I you want to know your. My... Yeah, I want to know your pure experience with it before I color that in any way. Um, and you know, nine times out of ten, you have the same general reaction that I do uh, which I think is, is kind of cool okay so I said the two that I really really liked mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there are oh I loved Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood as well Yeah. so that one was way up there 
sure there's a couple more that I really, really liked. Well, I saw you dripping tears to the two popes, so that must have oh, hit yes. you at, at some level. What was the part of that that meant so much? Oh, the yes, the reconciliation scene. Yeah. Um, that one, yes. That was, I did like the pope, the two popes very much. Um, yeah, you can probably remind me of a couple more that I really liked. <laughs> I will say I remember I waited until we were in the car after The Lion King to say I hated that movie. Yeah. Because yeah. just as we were walking out, I heard someone say, oh, that baby cub, this and that. And I was like, ugh, <laughs> no, it was, that should not have been done. Just erase that from my memory. The Lion King, the original, was was well enough on its own. And I'm and I'm not all about don't read, make stuff, but The Lion King did not need to be remade. How'd you feel about that? I mean, there were four Disney remakes this year. You had Dumbo, there Aladdin, was, uh, Lion King, and... Dumbo was ridiculous. Aladdin was really good. I really did like that one. Yeah. Um, and I felt like they went to different levels and, and brought new things out of that one. Yeah, Aladdin was great. The Lion King, no... I forget no. what the four. I'm, there was I don't, a fourth one. Really? Well, Male Maleficent two came out, but I, there was another one, and I'm just slipping my brain right now. So well, it must not have been like fantastic. <laughs> Maybe not. Who knows? Um, the other movie that I wish that I could get back, whatever the time that was that we went to see it, and I feel so bad saying this because I know that there are people that probably really, really loved it. Um, cats I like I remember looking over at you going is he enjoying this and I'm just missed I've missed the boat completely and there were times I closed my eyes and I thought I could just take a nap right here I wish I'd brought a blanket and a pillow because I would have and then when we got in the car on the way home I was like did you like that and he's like no and I said I don't think I think these are my words I don't think that the, the, or the life that we lead is way too sober to enjoy that. Yes. Um, the only redeeming part of that movie, I feel like, was I would watch Jennifer sing anything. Jennifer anything. Hudson? Oh, yes. Yeah. So when she just really belted out memories, that... But, I mean, that was maybe five minutes, so... <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it... You didn't oh. like Rebel Wilson scratching her crotch? No. and Rebel Wilson... <laughs> She needs to redeem herself in my book. I, I'm not a fan. I haven't liked really anything that she's done since Pitch Perfect 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not alone in disliking cats. Uh, not in this car and not in the world. Um, Good. It is, it is kind of the unanimous garbage fire of the year. Um, which you're, you're right. I mean, a lot of people love the material. And so those people probably enjoy it more than most. And... A lot of people put a lot of hard work into it, and it's, you know, I, I get that, but it, it didn't work out. So. But this weekend, was it still in the theaters? Maybe. I don't know. Because we were in L.A. We could have eaten some brownies and gone to see it and maybe enjoyed <laughs> it a little more. Some special brownies in Los yes, Angeles? Yes, perhaps. I know that I smelled a lot of special something as we walked down <laughs> Venice right. Beach. That is, that is very true. Uh, I kind of feel like we should take a home test and see if we had contact. It's, it's quite possible. <laughs> it is quite possible. Um, so, uh, what about performances? What are some of the... Do you think of movies in that kind of terms? Like, do you think of beyond just, oh, I like that or I didn't like that? Do you think of, you know, different 
types of... So, one of the first awards, if not the very first one this week, or, or this yesterday, Joaquin Phoenix won, correct? For yeah, Joker. Yeah, for Joker. Best actor. Um, I do remember getting in the car from that one and saying, wow, that was amazing and depressing and disturbing. But I did really... He was phenomenal. I really did like... Like, like, I don't know. <laughs> he did a wonderful job portraying that character, I felt like. Yeah. No, it's... There's something when somebody is willing to... Uh, to go to lose themselves, yeah, yeah. To lose themselves in a performance. And I actually talked to uh, Caitlin Deaver uh, about that a little bit with Unbelievable. Right. And about what it was like to embody a person who had such trauma in their life and then the added trauma of you know nobody believing them in I don't know so you know we talked about that a little bit but there's something really really interesting about that what did she say about that because sometimes I wonder when you allow yourself to go there and experience so much I mean it it, it doesn't bother it doesn't boggle my mind at all that many of our actors and actresses have therapists because how else do they work through this is not really my experience this character that I'm playing is not the life that I have lived but there's so much tragedy that is that is portrayed in on the silver screen and at some point they have to tap into that or they're not doing their job very well and yet then how do you deal with you know what is reality and that that these emotions are not ones that that you embody because of an experience you've personally had yeah she talked about that she had to hop right into it because she was coming right off of book smart oh, um wow. and which is a like a comedy like a right. fun thing although she did talk about the representation uh, that she felt like she was able to accomplish in book smart speaking of representation by the way i didn't mention i i talked with um Billy Porter for a right. while too about the butterflies and um, what that meant to him the idea of transitioning you know uh, from you know uh, that a butterfly does and how that related to his life and the transitions that he's gone through uh, and masculinity and there's some really interesting things that we talked about um, but with her she was coming right off of book smart and had to jump right into it but she said afterwards it took her a while to decompress, yeah, which okay. I would imagine it would. So, so yeah. Um, which you haven't seen Unbelievable. I haven't, but I've heard the story. Like I listened to the story on was it? It's Amer this American Life. I don't remember if it was that or Radio Lab okay. or one of those. Right. So yeah. Um, so there was so Unbelievable was something that I listened to as a podcast, as well as Farewell was something that first was introduced as a podcast. For both of us. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, yeah. it's becoming more of a uh, 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 piece of material to adapt, uh, content-wise. Um, so, yeah, that's maybe the Sif Pop movie is coming. Who knows? And I want to watch... <laughs> there we go. And I want to watch Unbelievable. I just haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, I don't believe you. I roll. <laughs> hey, see, see that? You because, knew you were on a podcast. Yeah, you knew you had to like... say I roll. That's, that's great. I learned that from... Andrew. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sure you did. Uh, anything else about this year in movies or TV or pop culture that, you know, how much of your life 
and not not just because of me and, and what I do, but just in general. Well, let's let's say it this way: How much of your life is pop culture? How much of your life would be pop culture if you weren't married to me? Um. Well, I work. I have a day job. So for the most part, nine to five is not pop culture. You don't ever talk about pop culture at work. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, so that's what I'm saying. It's a part of your life. But not a big part of my life. Right. I was going to say from like 5.01 to 10.01 p.m. is pop culture because <laughs> I'm at home with you. Um, I, I think that if I, if you were not in my life, first of all, it would be a sad, it would be a sad uh, You wouldn't even know. You yes, wouldn't I even would. know. I think that somewhere out there, I'd feel like there's something missing <laughs> in my life. I didn't you'd think be like, be, you'd be like, you'd be like Donna Reed, be a librarian and an, yes. an old maid, quote unquote. Yes, you'd be like, that would be me. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I'm not. I didn't say it would be sad, sad, sad. It would just be a sadder version of me. I, you don't know that. You're right. I'm, I would be so happy if it <laughs> there were you go. For you. Now you're getting it. No, I think that maybe I would watch maybe one movie a month, if that. Um, but I do enjoy going to movies, so I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> good for something. This is this has been a good gig. Yeah. Um, who are you rooting for? For best picture this year. For the Critics' Choice? That (laughs) happened last night. Who were you reading for at Critics' Choice? Oh, did I? Well, I mean, Knives Out didn't get nominated for best picture. Did you like 1917? I only saw about the last 30 minutes of 1917. Okay. I mean, it it was an amazing 30 minutes that I saw. And that very last scene, or that shot yeah. running down the field was pretty amazing. Yeah. Probably Ford v. Ferrari is yes. who you would be rooting for, I would guess. Yes, I think that, really when, like that when they put it up on the screen, I think that's what I was... Yes, I really did like that movie. Very cool. Um, well, I think we did it, babe. We did a podcast. We did it. And you in know a what? car. Now I'm going to think of all the things from the 2019 <laughs> movies that I wish I would have said. Anything? I am I am glad that Endgame won for something. Yeah. And you had a great time at Endgame. Yes. I watched it twice that You like the Marvel weekend. stuff? I do. I really do. I do think you like I Star Wars? Still... Yes. You I... haven't seen Star Wars no, yet, have you? No, I haven't. I was going to say. I just realized you have not seen Rise of Skywalker yet. No. Because I'm dedicated to my job and they had their Christmas party that night. That's right. Um, no, I really want to see, because I do like the Star Wars movies as well, and I do believe that even if you weren't a part of my life, I would still watch Marvel, and I would still watch Star Wars. Very nice. So. Would, you, would you have Netflix and all the other streaming services at home? No, probably not. Yeah. If something happened to you today, I wouldn't know how to run any of them. <laughs> it's not all that hard. <laughs> I think that you've taught me how to how to cast Netflix onto my television. Nice. That's if I can find the right remote for the television. Do you know the TV has a built-in Netflix app that you can use too? You don't even have to cast it. I've heard strange stirrings <laughs> that that might be the fact. Uh, all right. I would probably have TV, like antenna TV. What? And perhaps antenna television. Dish, perhaps dish satellites. Wow. Wow. Unless one of our children... Would you also have a landline? Um, No, because I think I was the one that talked about we needed to get rid of our landline Could be, could be. But I would have a much lower speed internet. 
Yes, that is probably true. That is probably true. Well, we did it without uh, without uh, getting into an accident. You you did a podcast while driving. I did. Without cruise control, by the way. I know. And you managed not to go 80 miles an hour. We managed not to get a ticket or into an accident or hit that. Because 80 miles an hour would have been too loud to hear us <laughs> on this podcast. Probably already was too loud. Uh, we managed not to run into that flock of deer. Correct. Uh, so that was that was nice. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being on Zip Pop again. Well, thank you for taking me as your plus one. Absolutely. Maybe I'll do it again in seven years. All right. <laughs> Sign me up. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Sift Pop, Sift Swift. Uh, you are amazing. Uh, as always, if you want to get connected deeper, there are a lot of ways to do that. You can support what goes on at Sift Pop, not just the podcast, but the website and everything that's involved uh, by going to patreon.com slash siftpop. Support starts at three bucks a month. Comes with a lot of fun perks. We've got some really cool stuff in the works because of our amazing members. Uh, including a live stream during the uh, Oscars this year uh, that we're putting together right now. So more details on that to come. And, of course, the Sif Pop Oscar party will now be known as the Sposkers. That's S-P-O-C-O-S-C-A-R-S. The Sposkers uh, will be happening Oscar weekend, but you can get your picks in as soon as those are available at the website, sifpop.com. Um, look forward to competing with you again to see who can predict how the Oscars will go this year now that the nominations are out. Feel free to send us an email, feedback at siftpop.com. Feel free to look us up on Twitter, at siftpop, or uh, I'm at Aaron Dicer. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who makes this possible. Thanks to uh, my amazing wife for hanging out with me today on this Sip Swift. Thanks to producer Phil for putting the show together. Thanks to my amazing co-host Andrew, even though he wasn't here. Uh, thank you to you for listening, and we will catch you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.